the home team should have stayed. It went to him. This is it. Five seconds to go. Bridges for three. Yeah! Oh! The big star delivers. The big star delivers. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast, episode 24. It's hard to believe we've been doing this for six and a half months now. Yeah. Crazy. I feel like you say that every time. I think we do. Yeah. You know. Who cares? It's our, pod, it's our podcast. Yeah, we can say what the hell we want. Yeah. America. Right. Anyways, so uh, if you guys haven't yet, make sure you uh, look us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spartan Wolverines Beards Podcast. Once you're done listening to us, make sure you rate us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Wanker, wherever you're getting your your podcast from. Yeah, make sure you guys drop us a rating, maybe some comments. If you don't like what we're doing, let us know. We can can work with that, Uh, especially on our social media pages. If you want us to talk about something, drop us a line and we'll talk about it. I I think we're at this point in the, the season where everything's really slowed down and we're very much open to discussion topics and... Who knows? We might explore a little bit with this puppy. So we'll see where this thing goes in the next few weeks. Yep. Um, looking over this week, we're going to talk a little NFC conference title game or NFL conference title game recaps, do some uh, in depth college basketball, do a little NBA, and uh, probably close this puppy down. Yeah, it should be a shorter. I think it's probably a shorter episode. Like you said, the the sports world has kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's only one football game left, and the NBA is just kind of <clears throat> in the middle. And yep. college basketball is going full force now, so that'll be that'll be the majority of our focus. But yeah, I don't think we have too heavy of a thing no. this week. But I think the only news thing we were going to talk about was the Kansas Kansas State brawl debacle that it was last night. So. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, last night, Kansas-Kansas State basketball in Kansas uh, at Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas was up like 22, Yeah, and they were just dribbling the clock out. Silvio D'Souza had the ball at the top, or no, somebody had the ball at the top, and Kansas State players stole it and went to go in and dunk the ball with like six seconds left. And D'Souza came up over the top, and he blocked it, and I, I think it was a clean block. But then after he blocked it, he decided he was going to stand over the top of the player, and you could tell that he was very clearly jawing at him and mm-hmm. saying something to him. And it resulted in both benches clearing, punches being thrown, a full-out fight. It went into a handicapped seating area yeah. at the stadium, which, I mean, you have people who are unable to get out of the way. can't defend themselves or move, and now you have these giant humans coming at them. And then the icing... On the cake is DeSouza's dumbass grabs a stool and swings it up over his head like he's gonna hit somebody with it. Yeah. And luckily, I don't know what I watched the video several times. I don't know whether he dropped it, but it, it looked like an assistant coach assistant. was trying to grab it. Assistant coach grabbed it. Yeah. So that coach might have saved him some jail time because if he hits somebody with that stool, that's a that's battery. Especially if you hit a fan. Right. And there was a, there was a picture of him holding it up and there's a woman behind him like pushing him to like get him away from her. She's on the ground. Yeah. And he's like 6'10". This yeah. dude's huge and this is going on. Like I hope, now Bill Self has come out and said that he's suspended indefinitely. I hope the NCAA comes in and puts an end to that and like suspends Every single person who was involved in that, like, if there was a punch thrown, you should be gone for the season. Well, and I think on top of that, I think they should potentially look into suspension from the tournament. I mean, I think if you want to set an example that we will not tolerate it. It's th- that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's reminiscent of Pistons, Pacers. The Malice at the Palace. Yeah, yeah. but now it's not better. Those are professionals. Those mm-hmm. are adults. Yeah. So, it, obviously, it's going to hold a different standing, but... This is that was ridiculous. Yeah, over something as stupid as a player going in to dunk a ball when you're up, you're up twenty two points. I understand there's unwritten rules and you don't do that stuff and it's disrespectful. But at the end of the day, turn around, look at him, and say you still got beat by twenty. Yeah, 
And instead, it turns into this whole thing, and it could drastically influence this season because right now Kansas is looking as a one seed. If they lose DeSousa and a couple other players, it, it's just it, – it's so selfish. It is, 100%. That is, the, that is the right word for it. It is so selfish. You know, and I was listening to um, – on lunch this, this morning, I was – Watching Sports Center, and they uh, they brought a take in from a first take, and they had Jay Williams on there. And Jay Williams is like, you know, he's like, I've been in fights, and he said, you know, I understand where the kids are coming from, and he said, but he's like, why is this such a big deal when baseball fights happen and football fights happen, and because there's not fans involved, and exactly, it's like it is a big deal because you you just saw what happened with Miles Garrett. Uh-huh. He's he like nobody knows when he's coming back. And, yeah, it happens in baseball, but nobody's taking a baseball bat and about ready to crack somebody upside the head. Right. And, like you said, fans aren't involved. I mean, what would have happened if he would have swung the stool? Say he had a kid. Right. Like, I'm sorry, jail time. Yeah, See ya. 100%. And, you, and, are, you have to be held accountable for your actions. At 18 years old, you're an adult. So And sorry. Kansas would be getting their asses sued. Oh, buddy. They'd be They're, lucky if they don't. Yeah. If somebody did, I mean, even if somebody got a minor injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no room for that in any sport. Yeah. I mean, I understand that these guys are athletes and they're competitive. We've all played sports. We've yeah. all been competitive. I've been in the heat of the moment like that. But you have to take the moment and stop and think and realize these are innocent people around you that you could completely hurt. Like dr- dramatically, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it was ridiculous. There's there's no room for it, and I really hope the NCAA does set an example and yeah. suspends anybody that was involved in that for the season. Yeah. Like I don't want one or two games. DeSouza shouldn't play anymore. The kid from K State that came off yep. the bench and was throwing punches should never play again. Like yep. there's no room for that in the game. Oh, you've only got six players the rest of the season. Tough shit. Sorry, walk-ons are playing. I guess yep. it's manager time. I yep. mean, set the example. You have to because yeah. something like that can't happen again because it'll only get worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's th- the that's that was sad. It was it was. I, I got an alert on it when I was asleep. Woke up this morning, saw it, and watched the tape. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like what? What are you thinking? Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. That's the thing. You're just heat of the moment, Act young and stupid, yeah. and you just. But that doesn't excuse it. No, at all. I guess, and one of the, I guess, another news story we just roll lightly brush on it is baseball did a Hall of Fame election. Oh yeah, for, yeah yesterday right. Jeter, somebody stiffed him. Yeah, one I, vote. I've yeah, I, I've heard a lot of mixed opinions about it. Derek Jeter is a very polarizing figure in mm-hmm. baseball, and I'm. Not his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I do think he is very deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. He's very deserving to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's a top five shortstop mm-hmm. of all time. He is not a top five player, or probably not even no. a top ten p- ten player of all time. So the whole thing about him being unanimous and it being a huge deal to me, he shouldn't have been unanimous because right. my thought process on the Hall of Fame is if you aren't Without a doubt, the best player at your position, mm-hmm. how could you be a unanimous Hall of Famer? Right. You can make arguments for other guys over Jeter at shortstop. Like Mariano Rivera, there's not really a whole lot of argument. No. Like you could say Trevor Hoffman, but you're still wrong. Right. Like he's Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time. There's not a whole lot of debate, so no. I was okay with that. Unanimous. I get it. The reason Jeter gets all the pub is because he is the figure of baseball in this generation. Yeah, and and you and you incorporate Jeter with teams that Mo played on. Right. So I mean, automatically say, well, Mo got it. Why can't Jeter? Right. And, and like you said, he's he's such a polarizing figure in today's baseball world because he's he's running the Marlins. He's yeah. dating supermodels. Like he's he's never been in trouble. He's, he's the clean image guy. Yeah, right? he is like if you want a team guy if you want an advocate for your sport, he is the guy you want. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. But if Ted Williams isn't unanimous, mm-hmm. if now, Pete Rose still isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, which is a joke. I mean, Babe Ruth wasn't unanimous. I mean, these yeah. guys were the greatest in their time. Yeah. And they weren't. So I I, I just don't get the argument. I don't Jeter was an excellent player, a deserving Hall of Famer. He deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he, I, I think he got too many votes. Yeah. 
If we're being 100% I, honest. I, I think that's fair. I'm happy that Larry Walker got in because yeah. I do think Larry Walker deserved it. I mean, he never had those, like, oh, my God, like he went on a run for like 15 years. But that stretch in Colorado where he had like five straight years where he hit over 360, he was raking. <laughs> I mean, that dude was raking. So I'm happy that he got in. And it looks like Bonds and Clemens never will. I mean, you have to think in a year like this where there's no big name besides mm-hmm. Jeter and they didn't move up hardly at all. Now, next year will be probably the only chance they have because there's no big name guys next year. Yeah. There's no front end load guy to get in the Hall of Fame. And they're saying it's, a, it's like a moving year for the Hall of Fame votes. If, if Clemens and Bonds don't get there next year, I don't think they ever will. Do you think they deserve to get in? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I mean, steroids, yes, they're against the rules. You broke the rules. You cheated. You still have to hit the ball. And you still have to throw the pitch. Yeah. Barry Bonds did things that nobody can even conceivably consider doing now. Like, yeah. he, what he was as a hitter is he's the greatest pure power hitting left hander ever. I mean, like, the dude was amazing. And Roger Clemens, just look at his numbers. If take away the steroids, and he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If you take away the years that Bonds and Clemens were linked to steroids, they're still Hall of Famers. That's the problem I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I struggle with it. I understand it from the, the perspective of the voters. Like, I don't want to reward a cheater, but at the end of the day... You still got to hit the ball. Right. At the end of the day, you're not doing... Like, just put them there and let the Hall of Fame decision decide what they want to do. Yeah. Put them, they deserve... Pete Rose deserves to be there. Barry Bonds deserves to be there. Roger Clemens deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you vote him in and the Hall of Fame says, well, we're going to put an asterisk by it, fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They deserve to be there. Yeah. What they did against the rules or not is irrelevant for what they did for the game. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting because next year will be a moving year for that because there's not... That's yeah. huge. It it'll be interesting to see if it finally happens. I, we're at both at like sixty percent. You got to get to seventy five. That's a big climb. But but Walker climbed twenty percent this year. So I mean, it, it's not out of the realm possible. There. I mean, <sighs> some of these old curmudgeon dudes got to get out of that voting. Mm-hmm. Is the unfortunate part. Some of these, yeah. If you want to bring some excitement into baseball and attention in the Hall of Fame. Be, that's going to be... Cooperstown will be packed, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Good, bad, or indifferent, they'd be packed. So. Yeah, exactly. There'll be 100000 there for Jeter, though, this year, too. Yeah. So, all right, I think news-wise, that's probably about it. So why don't we just jump right into the NFL and kind of touch on these uh, conference title games and kind of look at the Super Bowl. I think it's both what we both talked about last yeah. week. We thought would happen and who we wanted to see. And I think it's the first time in a very long time where I don't care who wins. Yeah. Like... Kansas City, cool. Andy Reid gets one. San Francisco, yeah, I don't have anybody that – I don't have any disdain for that team. So, I don't know. I thought the title games, I didn't watch a ton of them, but they were entertaining from what, what I did see and mm-hmm. stat lines and stuff were good. What are your thoughts on it? Where are you at with it? Um, I, I, I think it's what it – I think this is the ideal matchup the NFL needs. Um yeah, could you imagine Tennessee versus San Francisco, where it's just a or Tennessee against Green Bay? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. But you know, I I think I think you're I, I like Mahomes against that pass rush of San Francisco. I think if you want a Super Bowl, you want strength versus strength, and you're getting the best offense against the best defense, yeah. the fastest offense against the hardest. To crack defense, so I, I I think it I think it's going to be a very good Super Bowl. I think for Andy Reid, it's very much well deserved. Uh, Fifteen years ago, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, lost. He helped Doug Peterson get hired in at Philly. When the whole interview process happened, they they reached out to Andy, and Andy told him he's a good guy. He's your guy if you want a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. He helped talk Nick Foles into not retiring. That helped him win a Super Bowl. So I think if there's one guy in the league that deserves it, I think it's him. Yeah, he's he, you've never heard his name in, in, in a negative light. Yeah. He's just always been this. He's an offensive genius, and he's mm-hmm. just a good old boy. And he's got a pretty deep coaching tree now. Well, and that's – and if. The Lions were to part with Matt Patricia next year. I won't be enemy. Do you think it's him? That's the big controversy. Like, is he call? Is he really the off the mastermind behind the offense, or is it? 
Is he calling plays and Reed's got like the I, script? I think if you're if you're with Reed as long as you have as he has been, you do pick that up. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's, that's definitely a learned. And I think that's. I mean, that could be something that could be discussed in the fall if Patricia suffers and they struggle because right. I mean the comparisons right now are the Lions are going to be this year's San Francisco team next year. It is uncanny how similar that that comparison was. I saw that on Twitter too. You know, that San Francisco was what four and twelve I think last year. Yeah, because Pat McAfee was talking about it on his show because they asked one of his guys. He said, "Well, who's your who's your sleeper team next year?" And they said Lions, and everybody kind of busted up. And he, he said, "No, listen." He goes, "New second year head coach." Starting quarterback gets hurt early, lose every game, and just the comparisons yeah. are like there. Yeah, I mean it. The draft, your odds are going to take your next defensive stud. They took Bosa last year. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it, it it is. It's very it's very crazy how similar that comparison mm-hmm. is. It'll be interesting to see, but it's still the Lions. It, it, it's hard. You, it, it's like the Lions still have to shake that stigma of being the Lions. Yeah. And whether or not anybody in the world wants to admit it, that is a thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the new thing now is that the Tigers have drafted more Super Bowl That's quarterbacks hilarious. than <laughs> the Lions have. If, and if you didn't know, that was they drafted Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but that's because baseball has like sixty rounds. Yeah, so your Shea Patterson got drafted. Yeah, by the Texas Rangers. Yeah, and he hadn't played since what high school. Yeah, he didn't even play in college. Didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, baseball. I digress. So. Looking at this year's Super Bowl, I mean, we got Pro Bowl this week. Nobody really cares about yeah. Pro Bowl. Blah. Blah. Um, so looking forward to the Super Bowl, if right now you're looking at it, who are you taking? I think I take Kansas City. I just I have a hard time thinking that San Francisco can score enough because as good as your defense is, is Kansas City's got way too many horses, and mm. they're going to score, and Garoppolo's not going to win a Super Bowl throwing the ball 15 times. He, yeah. You're going to have to throw it. I understand that they what that dude rushed for 220 yards and four touchdowns yeah. or whatever it was. I get that. You're not going to be able to do that and keep up. Yeah. Like So I, I just think that, that in today's game and all the weapons the Chiefs have – I just think they score too much, just like the national championship game. Yeah, both teams are good, but I just think one offense is way too good. Yeah, I, I mean, you've seen it the past two weeks with Kansas City. They're they're down against Texans, the Texans, and they end up going on a run of runs in like half a quarter. Yeah, they did it this past weekend against Tennessee. I mean, they started off slow and just boom, boom, boom. Pat Mahomes put it on his back and literally ran them yep. to glory. I mean, it it's hard at this point to go against Kansas City. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, the 49ers have the defensive guys, but there, there's no way Richard Sherman's covering Tyreek Hill. There's no way. I mean, Tyreek Hill on a post, there's no way. Yeah. And then you got McCall Hardman saying, okay, you can cover him. I'm just going to do a quick out. I'm just as fast. Yeah, I'm just as fast. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. They have, that's the thing is, there's just so many horses. Like, yeah. how do you cover them all? I, you know, I do think the game will be closer. I'm, if I were throwing out a number, I'm going 34 27. I think the, the biggest factor is weather. If it rains and it's in Miami, you know, South crappy. Florida, it, if it gets, if the weather gets involved, that's where San Francisco has the ultimate advantage because they can run the ball. Very well, well. Florida right now is experiencing like record lows. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> technically, it could be really friggin' cold for that game. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I would take the Chiefs. I would say forty-two twenty-eight, something like yeah. that. I just. I just think they score too much. I'm excited though for the Super Bowl because I really like watching the Chiefs. Oh, they're, 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 they're it's a Golden State. I mean, this whole quick score fast and be flashy about it's it. It's the sexy thing, yeah. yeah. And that's what the way it's becoming. I mean, you've yeah. seen it in basketball, Golden State, seeing it with Kansas City. It's you not going to be LSU, LSU, Alabama, where it was nine to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Those games are gone. Yeah, so. last year's Super Bowl is out. It, yeah, so out. Yep, I'm gonna hang around board there. I... So I think that just the little wrap, last part to wrap up NFL uh, senior bowl practice going on this week. Uh, some interesting names that are impressing. Some interesting names that are 
depending on who you talk to, <laughs> are impressing and they're not. Um, sounds like Matt Patricia <laughs> is definitely showing why he might not be a player coach. He's definitely getting after players, chewing some asses. I guess ESPN accidentally didn't mic, cut his mic for some things and mm-hmm. said some very nice things to some young men today. So <laughs> well, that you know. got through. Um, I The Number one that I've heard is an absolute freak of nature, which it worries me, is Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. They said he is incredible, like an absolute specimen, beast, nobody's stopping him. Like, he just looks ungodly good. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Which scares the crap out of me with us sitting at three. Because I don't know if... If the juice is worth the squeeze. Right. Especially, but if they trade back. If they trade back. But I mean, if you're sitting at three. And you can't take that risk. And then you are starting to read, copy your term, the tea leaves. You start seeing some talk about Tua. Because there's been talk now that the Lions could potentially be thinking Tua. I think that's personally to scare up like the Chargers, the Panthers, the Colts. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's such a Patriot move. Mm-hmm. That is such a Patriot move. Yeah, we really like Player X. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take him, but I want you to take him. Yeah. Because you think I like him. Yeah. Don't, okay, Miami, give me two firsts, your yeah. second, and a fourth. Yeah. And a second next year. We'll, we'll I guess you can it. have him. Yeah, I guess you can take your franchise QB. Right. So, so I, I, two of the keeping it local for our teams is Uche. Sounds like he's been pretty impressive. Yeah, he, they've had him lining up at linebacker a lot. So I think that's where he projects more to. And then, uh, they said Willikis is it's another one who depends on who you read. Sounds like he has looked good. And another one says he's been kind of meh. Right. And then the biggest one, the biggest contrast, which you and I were talking about before the podcast, was with Shea Patterson. It, so much of this Twitter talk, you've got some people that are saying Shea's looked impressive. And then you read other ones where it says he's been absolute dog shit. Yeah. I'd lean more towards him not being good, but I have seen a lot of contrasting things there. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's gone. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you're ready for greener pastures. Yep. So, so I think that, uh, I think that probably wraps up our uh, NFL segment. Heard our new intro for college basketball season. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Jordan, and he's going to run with some college hoops news. Yeah. So obviously, we're in, we're in the mix of college basketball season, and the Big Ten race is in full swing. Uh, last week, what did we have? Michigan takes two losses. I remember on the road. Friday night, or no, it was one loss, one game last week, right? Yes. Back to back losses, but they lost. Yeah, they only played Friday night at Iowa, seven point loss, in a game that it felt like they were down like 20 the whole time. But then you look at the scores, like, oh, they're up seven. Huh? It just had that feel of like they were getting blown out the whole time, and, and they weren't. So. God game gets down down the stretch and they don't end up pulling it out on the road again. So now they are zero and five on the road. I think in the Big Ten or on in the season in true road games. So it is what it is. College basketball life on the road is tough. Ask Michigan State. They go yep. to Purdue and get smacked. Now Michigan State then in turn had Wisconsin at home and win by twelve in a Wisconsin basketball game. It was ugly, sloppy, slow, just kind of a drudge of a game. But Michigan State takes care of business at home again. And then that leads into this week where you have currently, as we are recording, Michigan is playing Penn State. I have it recording at home, so I will not be discussing what is happening. And then they play at home versus Illinois this week. Um and then Michigan State has tomorrow night, they are, what was it, they're at, what was it? They're at Indiana. At Indiana. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, they're at Minnesota. So, 
I say all that to kind of lead into my, my thoughts here on what college basketball is. And it's there's very contrasting opinions about what's going on in the state of Michigan in basketball right now. Michigan State's on a high right now. They're playing extremely well. Everybody's like, you know, this is the team we thought they were. They're, they're doing what they should do. And then Michigan is kind of rolled back down to where the preseason expectations were. And there was like, yeah, see, this is kind of who we thought they were. But I have some, some numbers here that I looked up. And with the trends that are happening in the Big Ten and how hard it is to win a road game in the Big Ten, I mean, Michigan State, as good as they look, they go down to Purdue and just get run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just shows. So Michigan, in their six losses this year, five of them were on the road. Obviously, one at home in or- overtime to Oregon. Their average opponent rating in Ken Palm. So in those six losses, their average rating is 19, with the best being Louisville at 7, Michigan State's at 8. The worst being Illinois on the road, which would be is 36th right now. Mm-hmm. And on the road, obviously that spikes that up. Going forward for Michigan, in their next eight games, they play six at home and two on the road. Mm-hmm. So the stretch of where they've struggled has been largely on the road and against very good teams for the most part. They're, the Over that eight-game stretch, their opponent average in Ken Palm is 49th. So the schedule turns very favorably for Michigan. Yeah. It's very important stretch of basketball. These eight games will dictate very much how this season goes for them. I mean, they have Penn State, Illinois at home this week. They go to Nebraska. So if you have a road game in the Big Ten, that's the one you want. Right. Because Nebraska's bad. Then they have... At, they play versus Rutgers. It's a neutral site at Madison Square Garden. So, which Rutgers now is ranked. Rutgers is good this year, but New York City is kind of like another Michigan hotbed. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Everywhere is a Michigan hotbed. Well, they do have the largest alumni base in the world. Just saying. Then <laughs> uh, they have Ohio State and Michigan State at home. And then they go to Northwestern, which if you had to have another road game, that's another good one to have. And then they have Illinois at home. So in that stretch, their two road games are the two worst Big Ten teams in the conference. I just I, I say all that. It just it lines up for the fact that Michigan can really change their season mm-hmm. right now. And the biggest piece of that is they need to get Isaiah Livers back and healthy. I mean, the both losses they had at Minnesota and at Iowa, you feel like if Isaiah Livers plays, it's a lot different situation because you talk about a guy who just glues your team together defensively. He can score in so many different ways. So the rumblings coming out are that he's closer. It sounds like he's getting healthier and it's just a we really don't want to push him too soon kind of thing but there's no more important stretch of the season than right now this eight game stretch will decide whether you're in the tournament comfortably or you're fighting for your life in the big 10 tournament and you know in this in the stretch that you guys face like you said it, it is going to determine a lot for you guys if you do get livers back and you do get say you do like the big the big dance and you make the big tourney i mean this could be a Michigan team that could be a team that upsets some some bigger teams because they've been there before. They've right. done it before. And this year there is no clear-cut the elite, elite, elite team. team. Right. Yeah, they project like a six or seven seed right now. In which that's a good spot. I like I like six better than seven. Yeah, seven's a little tougher. Because seven, then you're playing a two-seed week round two. Mm-hmm. But six... Three seeds are always like, well, maybe they're four, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it does. And like I said, the tough games are at home, so that's good. The two road games are the best two road games you're going to have, even if they go 6-2 and two in the stretch. that's That helps them immensely. Mm-hmm. It puts them right back in the thick of the race for the Big Ten. The big thing is you're probably not going to win the Big Ten. Michigan State's likely going to win the Big Ten. Just because they got out such a hot start, yeah. we're going to talk about them in a second with what their schedule looks like. It's very, it it's very polar switches. opposite. It is. So, but if you can get to that fourth spot, so you get that double buy in the Big Ten tournament, that's so important mm-hmm. because you're running with a bench that's thin, and you don't want to have those tired legs. So, just go six and two in the stretch. They're not going to win all eight games. If they do that, then I think you can lock them into the tournament. That would yeah. that would lock them in because that would give them like. Like eight or nine wins versus top fifty Ken Palm teams, like you, that's better than a lot of people's season. Mm-hmm. So, 
It's a very important stretch. Starts tonight. By the time you're listening to this, that game will be over. We'll have the results and we'll have some ideas on on where they're what direction they're heading. But you gotta you gotta start winning games. You gotta take care of home court in the Big Ten. Have any other thoughts on Michigan before I go to Michigan State? Now I'm ready for your roll, man. So Michigan State, now I went through and I looked at that same eight-game eight stretch coming up. Michigan State has played a lot more home games this mm-hmm. season. That's been the biggest thing for them. And I always thought it was kind of funny because, you know, Izzo teams are always traditionally struggle to start the year, and then he kind of reels them in, gets them shaped into what he wants, and gets them going in the right direction by the time late January or February rolls around. It was very convenient for him that the Big Ten schedule started out with so many home games early on. Now, having said that, these next eight games, they have five on the road and three at home. And their three home games are Northwestern, Penn State, and Maryland. So, Northwestern, dud, should right. be easy. But they have to go to Indiana and Minnesota this week. Those are both tough places to go win basketball games, not only just because they're in the Big Ten, but because of the environment yeah. that they're in. And then they have to go to Wisconsin. Nobody wants to go to Wisconsin. No. That That is, like, the worst place to go play. So, their average Ken Palm rating in these eight games is 37th. And that's drastically drugged down by Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You take Northwestern out, and it's up to 26. So their their opponent is getting a lot tougher, and it's on the road now. Mm-hmm. So it's another interesting stretch for Michigan State. So their only true road game so far was at Purdue. I mean, otherwise it's neutrals and at Northwestern. I don't count that. And I guess they... And, I, I have to retract, actually. They did go to Seton Hall, and they won there. And that was before Seton Hall was playing what they're playing now. Right. Because right now they're tracking to, like, a two-seed, but that's still a win on their resume. So outside of that, the Purdue game is their most recent road test, and it didn't go good. So, I mean, going to Indiana tomorrow night is going to be really, really interesting. It's a game. And Purdue kind of gave the game plan for that. Like, mm-hmm. can you... Just bottle Cassius Winston up. You don't got to stop him. Bottle him up because he makes everything else go in that offense. And that's been the biggest thing is for them, who's that second guy? And I still just haven't seen that person step forward for them and be that second guy. So this eight-game stretch is not only important for Michigan to get on the right track, it's important for Michigan State to stay on track because that's a very, very tough stretch. It is. And, you know, I the – Looking into this stretch, I mean, the one vote of confidence that I think you do have is Cassius didn't play that well against Minnesota. I'm just looking over the stat sheet. Um, five rebounds, four assists, six points. So, I mean, he wasn't as predominant in that game. I mean, it's nice seeing Xavier Tillman, Gabe Brown, and Aaron Henry step up. The one player that I'm, I'm very intrigued in, and I think he's fully embracing his, his role, is Rocket Watts. Yeah. I really think he's embracing that sixth man role. The game has started to slow down for him. Mm-hmm. You can see it. And you know what? We talked about it, too, when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think we made the comment on here that you know, maybe it's a situation where him going to the bench would be good for him because he can see the first few minutes of the game. And you're right. It, it definitely looks like that's helping him. And I, I think going forward into to next season even, I think that's that's encouraging to see Rocket Watts start to fill his role because I do think this guy could be a monster if he yep. if he keeps hustling, keeps working hard, and he keeps the game keeps clicking for him. Right. I think this guy is going to be another – Classic Michigan State point guard. That's what he, yeah, and then that with all the recruiting hype around him, that's what it was. Is that he was the next guy to step in there and be the guy. And I think with Langford injury, he just got thrusted into it too quick. Yeah. And he wasn't quite ready for it. So we'll see. He's definitely got the talent. I think it's just stay embraced into that role that he's in and just contribute. And it's, and in all honesty, for him, it's the ideal situation. I mean, oh yeah, I mean you get to learn behind Cassius, and you yep. get to, I mean, you come into a team where you don't have now you don't have to be the guy. Yep. Now you can just contribute and play your game and do your part, and you can be a guy. Yes, it's 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 such a different step being a guy to being the guy. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be weight off of his shoulders. Or a little Ric Flair to to be the man. You gotta beat the man. Yeah. Woo. 
But no, it'll be interesting. This this week will this week will kick off a lot for both teams. Michigan State could very easily lose both of these road games, and then everybody looks back and says, "Okay, wait a minute here." Right. Now, was it just because they were at home, or is it just the Big Ten curse still? Like, what's happening in the Big Ten is so unprecedented right now. It's it's like all of college basketball is talking about how crazy the Big Ten is. There's still people saying they could get 12 teams in the tournament. Which that's insane. In a 14 team league, they're talking about 12 teams right now. There are the light, the latest uh, Lenardi. Uh, Bracketology that I saw, he had nine locks, ten in, and and one on the bubble. Jeez, is what please. he had. Like, so he had Minnesota was just outside. He had Indiana just in, and I want to say Wisconsin was just out. Good but like Lord. everybody else was locked in. <laughs> like that is so insane that a conference is that deep, and I don't. It's weird because I don't know if it's because the conference is so deep, or if it's because there's just like we said, there's no great team. Like it, it feels like anybody can lose to anybody on any given day. I mean, Michigan State went to Northwestern and only won by seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a game in years past. Michigan State wins by twenty. But it's just not that case this year. It's going to be whoever gets hot and yeah. can keep it going. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Like you play twenty game season now in the Big Ten. It's not crazy to think that the Big Ten champ could be twelve and eight. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's crazy to think right now because Michigan State's off to the hot start that they're off to. But it's hoping. I mean, you you could have Michigan State that gets to a. A fifteen and five, and then there's eight teams that are like thirteen and seven, twelve and eight, and eleven and nine, like just bottled up right there. The tiebreakers for the Big Ten tournament is going to be legendary to figure out. Like, there's going, I guarantee you, there's at least a six way tie for one spot. I guarantee it. Yep, probably. It's just, I mean, it's, it's the way it's playing out. So. It'll be interesting. This week, I've said it like four times, and I feel like a broken record right now, but this week is so important for both of these teams. Like, Michigan State needs to keep their momentum, and Michigan needs to get momentum. And it's tough to do on the road, and you got to take care of it at home. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, Big Ten, Big Ten basketball is fun. You're going to see people's medal coming. Oh, yeah. Real soon. Oh, yeah. And I, I really... And they think, and they know I've said to think, like, this could have been a year like Kemba's team won, or yeah. this could be another year like you have a Butler that just shows up. I mean, granted, Butler had Gordon Hayward. And well, I think the team, the, the mid-major team this year to watch is Dayton. Yeah. Because Ob- Obi Toppin is yeah, Obi Toppin that is, good. Yeah, they're saying he's, like, what, top three right now? He's legit. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. legit. So and the NCAA tournament is a situation where one guy can take over. Well, and historically, Dayton has been a team that – does play well against these right. bigger schools and does beat them. So yep. this could be your year. You could see Dayton in the Elite Eight Final Four. Oh, yeah. And Just all seeding. Oh, there, yeah, there's going to be somebody. There, there will be a Cinderella this year that is at least in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. At least. I will guarantee it. Maybe we need to do a Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards bracketology I, thing. I was thinking bracketology and then maybe open up like a like a, a pool. Like a pool and just yeah. have listeners fill out some brackets. Yeah. And, you can find a prize of some kind. Yeah. Maybe you can guest co-host with us. Kind of cool. There you go. That's an idea. And we'll get six people that are willing to get in it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. College basketball is really going. Um, it's a really important week. The Big Ten is crazy, and I feel like we say this exact same thing every week, but it's still holding true. There's four games for our teams this week, and that's that's going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us who they are. For sure. So do you have any other thoughts on college basketball, or do you want to shut this part of it down and go to the NBA? Let's roll the NBA. All right, so we're going to get going into our last segment here, do a little NBA talk, kind of the uh, the hot news, the latest rumblings, talk about some of the Pistons stuff and just everything else that's going on. I think the uh, 
the biggest news in the basketball world is the debut of Zion tonight. Yep. So once again, by the time you've listened to this, you will know what happens with Zion. But um, Lane, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that whole saga that it has been? He is he is such an interesting player. There's no there's obviously been nobody out there since LeBron that's gotten as much hype as he oh, has. God, he's, yeah, he's polarizing for sure. I mean it. I mean he's already gotten sponsorships to, to Jordan, and he's getting his own shoe, and... And he hasn't even played a minute. Yeah, he hasn't played a minute yet. ball yet. And it's, you know, and I was, I was talking to my buddy Chris today at work about it, because he's big in the NBA as well, and um, it's it's going to be interesting, because they had to basically teach Zion how to walk differently. Yeah, his, which was weird. Because there's, there's some... It's some position weight. It's like some lumbar or something. But essentially, like, his back, I believe what it is, is he carries his weight in his lower back and his left hip when he walks. So they basically had to teach him how to straighten and walk different and all that, plus he's 285 pounds. And it... I hope, I hope it's not another Greg Oden situation. It has all the freaking. But it, all signs are pointing that way. I mean, I, I, what I think the dream scenario would have been is for him to have been healthy, and him to have entered the dunk contest this year. Oh yeah. And I mean, there's still spots open, so never yeah, say but never. There's no way they're the, gonna let him. The do Pelicans that. are gonna say, "There's no way you're doing that, man." Yeah, no, they're not. Like they, they, they'd laugh him out of the office if he came in and asked. Yeah, they'd you say, "You're the franchise now, man." Huh. Which it's ironic because Brandon Ingram is flat out balling out for New Orleans now. Right. Which. Nobody really saw that coming. And it does come to kind of show you leave LeBron and you start to look a little bit better. Well, yeah, you know, you have, once again, a polarizing figure that's ball dominant. I mean, there's only one ball. Yeah. You can't get shot. Ball don't lie. Quote some sheet. Yeah, where's sheet at? Tell him sheet. Get him sheet. So then I guess carrying on into the Lakers, there's. That's a good segue there. How about that? Look at us getting professional. Look at us. Look at hey, that shit. Hey, hey, look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Uh, not me. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, Paul Rudd. Sorry. If you ever listen to this, please come on our show. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so Lakers, latest talk is that they, they want to move on from Coos, which uh, everybody saw the writing on the wall for that. Yeah. LeBron's got assets. He's going to move them. I mean, it. That's the way it is. There's no GM. It's there LeBron. Is, there is a there is a script to how this works. Yep. For LeBron, like I come in, I get my team, I move out the guys I don't want, I bring in the guys I want, and we win. This is what he does. Steve Dombrowski. Kind of, except for he doesn't. Well, I guess he does kind of burn your whole franchise down. Yeah, I see. Look at Cleveland right now. John Beeline knows all too well. Yeah, John Beeline. Yeah, but. So one of the, the trade offers that I, I did see that have been floated around and it and does involve the Pistons is that you send Coos, Quinn Cook, and a twenty twenty three first for Derrick Rose. That's a lot for Derrick Rose. I That's, he's, but he, ball, but. he's he's having he's having like a resurrecting career year. And when I look at that trade, I would if I'm the Pistons, oh, yeah. take it. I mean, you're bringing Coos home because he's from Saginaw. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. he's from Saginaw. Oh. So you're bringing him home. And Quinn Cook, he's he's no scrub. Like right. Quinn Cook just doesn't have any minutes in LA. Right. So I think that gets LA their their point guard that they need. It's in a more of affordable contract where you could potentially afford to bring in another big name. Um, the Pistons, it works because they're rebuilding. Uh, Drummond right now, the trade interest is not Dirt, good. Sounds like. uh, they're saying the most pick they're going to get the second rounder for them, which to me is absolutely insane because when he tries, he's 25-25-3 and three every night. Yeah, when? When. And that's the key, is, is when. I, I have such a love-hate with Andre Drummond. It's it's incredible because you watch some games and he will just flat out take over. And then there's other games where, 
guy that's six three comes driving down the lane and you should be absolutely tearing him up. You just okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, go ahead and get your get your miss. Yeah, that's fine. And I, I personally, I think the Pistons, you almost have to make a deal because getting nothing is when you're trying to rebuild is not is not it. I mean, Blake, Blake's like we said last week, he's not going to come back and be. Anything special. Um, I I think he's spent every last bit of gas he had in Detroit, and I think now he's, you hope he's not going to be a shell of what he was. But too many knee injuries. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed. I think that ship sailed. So optimism. Pistons do some moves, get a little bit better. But we'll we'll see. When's the deadline? Uh, The 7th. So it's coming up quick. Coming I'd, up I'd quick. like to see them keep Luke Kennard. I like him. Yeah, and that and well, then they're saying like Luke Kennard to the uh, the Seventy Sixers, which he would be a perfect piece for them. I mean, they need kind of a wing. So would Derrick Rose though. I think it would to get too. Simmons off the ball. Yeah, I mean, and and right now Simmons, I think he's seeing what's going on because he's he's balling out. Of course, he's. Not shooting any threes, which in today's NBA, how are you not? Right. But when you were an absolute god, can't you just flat out can't? It'd be like oh, me shooting out there. I still don't understand how people don't have a jumper. What did you do when you played the driveway? Layups? Oh, layup practice. Left hand? No. Everybody shot jumpers. Well, I I always just lowered the rim to like four and a half feet. So you could dunk. Yeah. I well, just absolutely had dunk contests. Pretended like you were seven foot five. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, yeah. Everybody can hope. I can hope. I can wish. <laughs> I can wish one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. Yeah. But I don't know. I think right now the NBA it's it's a little quiet. Just kind of waiting to see what the deadline's gonna be. Last year, kind of a similar year where the deadline people are thinking there's gonna be some big moves. Turns out kind of be a dud. Buddy Healed once out of Sacramento. He could be an interesting name. To maybe L.A. Or, or somebody like that, or Philadelphia, Boston, somebody along those lines, Milwaukee even. I was just going to say, well, I'm surprised I haven't heard more about Milwaukee in there, just getting one more piece. I just think Milwaukee, like Milwaukee is doing what Milwaukee is supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, Giannis is an absolute freak. They're trying to do what, they're trying to do whatever they can to keep him. All right. Because, and I think it's a shout out to him for already saying, you know, I want to stay in Milwaukee. In today's day and age, where it's all about your brand, right? So I mean, it'll be interesting. Milwaukee's um, a fun town. I've been there. <laughs> do you remember it? It's fun. I do remember it. That's where my bachelor party was. But yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> we had a hell of a time. Um, I mean, you got the Mads with Luca. Luca's balling out. Kristaps looks makes the Knicks look dumber every day. <laughs> but the Knicks are like the Lions. Which like, if they just that's just what they do. Which is sad because my Knicks are actually my number one team. Yeah. So it I'm in sports purgatory. Yeah, for sure. I mean You got nothing. I'm trying to get a little bit more into hockey. Trying to Why the Red Wings suck still? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get into it. Yeah. I guess they got promise coming. Yeah, I'm not a hockey guy. I like to watch the playoff games once in a while because those are exciting. But it's not too bad. Nothing like playoff. hockey. That's nothing like playoff baseball yeah. though. Oh yeah, Play- yeah. There's there's not much to beat the playoff. No, baseball. the adrenaline and that is insane. So, anyways, before we ramble too much, you got more on the NBA? No, man. Um, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, I guess. We're gonna have a short episode this week. I think we'll have probably have more and more. These will be a little shorter. This type of time of year, like I said, we don't the content's a little thinner. And after what next weekend, it'll really just be the NBA and college basketball. So which we could potentially play with some stuff. Yeah, we may get some. We may we may throw in some wrestling. Wrestling or something else like. My God, we'll see. Speaking of wrestling, oh Lord, Royal Rumble this weekend, Road to WrestleMania. It all begins. It all begins. If I know you haven't been watching it, but if you had a hunch, who you taking? I think the WWE is going to screw it up. They always do. They'll they'll bring somebody back to win it as a gimmick. Lesnar's got a belt right now, right? And he's entered. He actually entered into it at number one. Oh, really? Yeah, which that's, is weird. That's an interesting storyline. Which, which the storyline, if you read all the insider stuff, is supposedly he's going to build his WrestleMania feud at the Rumble. So odds are somebody's going to eliminate him. What's his name? Didn't one of the other 
the USC or MMA guys come in? Well, Kane Velasquez did. Yeah. But then I guess Kane Velasquez in deep shit because he didn't disclose severity of injuries. Oh, well, that'll happen. And then Tyson Fury <laughs> was another one that they said they were going to have him feud with because he feuded with Rod Strowman. But now Tyson Fury's facing Deontay Wilder. And they're saying there's no there's no way you would put him in that situation right. facing against Wilder. There's right. there's no way. Hey, speaking of that, did you watch the McGregor fight? It's over. I know. Did you watch it? I've watched clips. I'm gonna say we we so a bunch of us were together. We watched it, and it was man. I now understand why I don't get into UFC in that. Spent sixty bucks. Man, for those fights were horrible. There was, like, one good match, yeah. and then McGregor knocks Cowboy out in 40 seconds. I'm like, what? I'm way too drunk for this. I'm going to bed. Which is interesting because you did see a different side of Connor, more humble. Well, and I think one of the one of my buddies that we were with who follows a little more, he said, see, that just shows what Connor is like when he respects somebody. Like, he yeah. respected Cowboy, so he genuinely felt bad about how that went. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't respect you, to quote him, he doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a who the fuck is that? Yeah, right. So, all right, let's go ahead and shut this thing down. Didn't take who you got? Oh, God. I'm holding you to it, damn it. Probably Roman Reigns, just because it's dumb. Yeah. That's what, that's what WWE will do. It'll be Roman Reigns. I'm taking Drew McIntyre. Oh, boy. We Claymore kicks for everybody. Claymore. So, all right. With that being said, uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Like Lane mentioned at the start, any social media stuff you can share and like and follow wherever you're listening, give us those rates and reviews. And the biggest number one thing I've always told everybody is just tell one person that you're friends with about about us and just tell, ask them to give us a listen. Everybody tells one person we grow a little bit more every time. So that uh, that helps keep this thing going and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Any other thoughts? No, enjoy the Royal Rumble this weekend. Yeah, well, I'll be good through. Yeah, I'll be all over that. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll be back at you guys next week. Go green, go blue.